0: Happy Monday. Welcome into fantasy hockey picks and bets right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm Chris Meany. Thanks as always for taking the time to hang out. I got Eric Young hanging by in just a little bit. Seven games in the NHL tonight. Well, the Buffalo Sabres finally win a hockey game. They've lost 17 straight games but maybe a decent matchup for the Sabres this evening. It is week 11 of the fantasy hockey season. So we'll get some fantasy hockey advice in your season long leagues from Eric young. We just a couple weeks left head to head playoffs around the corner. So we'll get into that in just a little bit, but first it is time for the prize picks play of the day. If you're just new, please like this video, subscribe to the Mayo media network, follow the link in the description for a 100% first deposit match at PrizePicks.com. So, Lots of sports across every sport. I mean, baseball's happening this week. You can mix and match across all the sports that you love. The promo code is in the description. I'm taking a look at two hockey players here. Kirill Kaprizov, 3.0 fantasy points. That's it against the San Jose Sharks. Dollar, dollar bill, Kirill Kaprizov. We haven't used him all year, and I'm excited to use him tonight. It's a really good matchup against San Jose. He leads all rookies in goals with 11 Points, 27 in 32 games, 80 shots on the season. So kind of going against my rule a little bit. He's not a big volume shooter, even though we have taken him on this show a couple times to get over two and a half shots. He's only averaging 2.5 shots per game, but he just needs a goal to get there, right? One goal, you're going to get over the three points, three points for a goal, half a point for a shot. He gets assists in a couple shots. I think he gets there as well. You know, points in back-to-back games, eight in his last nine his, his last game against San Jose had a goal and two points. He has got three points in his last two games against the Sharks. And we've been picking on San Jose all year long at five and five per 60 minutes, according to natural stat trick. They've allowed the fourth most goals, the fifth most scoring chances, and the third most high danger chances. They're among the leaders in penalties taken as well. And Kaprizov on that top line. And you look at Minnesota, five and five, fourth in goals and fifth in high danger chances. The other guy I'm looking at here is Nate McKinnon. Nate McKinnon, 4.6. I just think this is too low. He should be up there with Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews up around the five, five 5.5 mark here. He's got five goals, 14 points, and 40 shots in 10 games since he's returned to the lineup. 40 shots in 10 games is absolutely crazy. He just needs a point. He's going to get there. He's got 13 shots in three games against the Ducks. and five and five numbers, you look at the abs, they lead in absolutely every category per 60 minutes. Shot attempts, shots, expected goals, scoring chances, second and high danger chances as well. If you're looking for an under, David David Backus is on Prizepicks.com at 2.5. I would take the under there. I'm not really sure what the Ducks are doing. Trevor Zegras with a healthy healthy scratch the other night. I don't know if Backus is going to get in the lineup, but it's certainly worth having him in your parlay under 2.5. Check out Prizepicks.com for the latest. Eric Young, what's up, man? I was pretty shocked when I saw David Backus on the Prizepicks um, slate here on a Monday.
1: It's, it's a, a wild state of affairs in the, in the NHL right now. Uh, <laughs> no one knows what's going on in Anaheim, um, mostly and definitely including the people in charge. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. I mean, How does now, Zegers
0: he, get a healthy scratch and they dress? seven defensemen the other he's night? Be, what he's is probably that? your best player. And, and
1: now you're scratching them as a, like, I mean, you have nothing to play for. You're a terrible team. You're not making the playoffs. Like, let the kid play. Or send them down to San Diego and let them play there. I don't, I don't understand what the hell is going on. It doesn't make any sense. I'm tired of trying to figure out what Anaheim's doing. And I'm really tired of trying to figure out what Buffalo's doing. It's exhausting.
0: I know what Buffalo. Can you imagine being a fan
1: of of either of those? I just, I, I know I, I grew up in Canada, like just across from Buffalo. I know so many Buffalo Sabres fans and I. I'm glad I don't live there. So I don't have to talk to them or look at them. It's. It's
0: awful. Well, I at least know it. I I would – it's got to be encouraging to be a Ducks fan. I mean, you got some young kids coming up through the lineup. I think the game the other day they played against the Wild, I think they said they had 12 or 13 first-round picks in their lineup. Some of them are a little bit older, of course, like Getzlaff and things like that. But – Yeah. The Zegers thing is really puzzling because he's young. You don't want to ruin his confidence. You bring him up. You want to go through the growing pains. Like just let him play. I I assume he plays tonight and I think prize picks could potentially be onto something because David or David Bacchus Bacchus could get in the lineup tonight because Ricard Raquel took a, he took a big shot the other night and it looked like it, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but it looks like he could potentially miss some time. I don't know if he's going to suit up tonight. So we could see at least Zegers. Like if Bacchus plays over Zegers tonight, then, then, yeah, I mean, you, you can't be what? feeling too so good if you're a Ducks fan. Uh, what are you doing on the waiver wire? I want to give you a shout-out, Robertson. A uh, hell of a call by you last week. This guy is um, – he's trending up, man. He's shooting the puck a lot in the Discord. We had um, over at ftmbets.com, we had plus money for two-and-a-half shots. And we sprinkled a little bit of action on his first goal, 14 to one as well. Look at the minutes he's been playing 19, 22, 20, 19, 20, 21 last night. He's had at least three shots on goal in eight straight games. So he's been great. If you're, you know, the stars are not in action tonight, but Dallas has a lot of games to make up. Eric, as you alluded to last week, his ownership in Yahoo, 21%. This kid is getting a lot of ice time. He's not going to hit. Uh, he's not going to block a lot of shots, but he's getting top power play time, time on the first unit, uh, first line and first PP. And like I said, he's not afraid to shoot the puck, man.
1: Yeah. And he's noticeable. You mean like if you watch Dallas games, like you you notice him several times through the course of a game, uh, kind of came out of nowhere, a guy that I hadn't really ever heard about. Um, and all of a sudden he was like playing on the second line. I'm like, who the hell is this Robinson kid? And I'm watching the games and I, I picked him up on a pile of my, my teams. And, uh, I can say that it's, uh, it's paying dividends. Like you said, he's not going to, you know, hit or block a bunch of shots, but scoring categories. He, he was a great pickup. I know we talked about grabbing him last week, this week, week look around. There's a bunch of interesting guys. Um, the one that's really interesting right now. And I think when Malcolm comes back, he won't be, but Jared McCann is playing on top power play playing on the second line. Um, is a really good player. I don't I think he's just never been able to get his footing somewhere really fast, good hands, uh, really, really serviceable player for Pittsburgh, and now is playing a bunch of important minutes and playing on the top power play. Like, I mean, anybody that plays on the top power play signed me up, and he's under under 9% owned. So uh, that's a guy that you could grab. Uh, Another guy that's interesting right now is Bolivier, Anthony Bolivier in Long Island, racking up some offensive points, um, uh, playing on the second line, um, you know, with the – I always tend to shy away from the Islanders. They're just not like a an offensive team. They, they, you know, they're not piling up a ton of points, but the fact that he's, he's 6% owned, you I mean he, you know, in bigger leagues, he should definitely be rostered and be playing. Um, and our guy, um, Costa Sperry's kind of doing it again.
0: Yeah. yeah he, he- He is. I'm so scared of him, though, because I don't trust Alan Vigneault. But when he plays, he produces. I was taking a look at it again last night, the the free articles over at ftnfantasy.com, waiver wire article. Midweek, I'm going to have just a fantasy hockey playoff article for those who are in head-to-heads, just taking a look at – uh, the three weeks, you know, the quarters, the semis, and then potentially into the finals to so take a look at the week before too. But yeah, Spear again, like he's got three points in his last two. All three have been on the power play. I just don't trust Alan Vigneault. Like he was rolling. He was productive, at yeah. least offensively. And then all of a sudden he was a healthy scratch in three games. They let in nine goals against the Rangers and he was still a healthy scratch. It's like, oh, he's getting back in the lineup for the the nine goal game. Like, can't blame it on him. <laughs> Clearly it's other defenseman too, but he just sat out for three games. So I... <laughs> I like the call. I'm into him. I'd like the the matchups this week. Buffalo tonight. Buffalo again. Then the Devils. Sign me so, up. Oh yeah, sign me up for sure. Yeah, again, the free article. A lot of the guys you've already touched on. Uh, Backlund. I wanted to give some love for Backlund. If you're playing in the league with face offs, he's she's shooting the puck a lot too. Uh, Don Skoy is on a bit of a heater. Uh, Robinson is still, uh, widely available. Uh, Wayne Simmons, we can get to on, you know, in the top six, first power play units. Stastny, right. He's got the left wing eligibility now in Yahoo. He's winning face-offs if you need him as well. He's on the first, sometimes he's on that first PP. It's weird what they do, but anyways, both, yeah. both power plays are lethal and he's been getting power play points as well. And then Noel Chari, man, um, too bad about Aaron Eckblad last night. I don't yeah. know. I didn't look this morning, but I just assume he's done for the season and they're already without Barkov. Yeah, it didn't look good. Man, he would have gotten some Norris attention, I believe. He should have, at least. He's been, yeah. he's been real nice. You see the, the game against Dallas the other night when he scored two overtime goals? One was offside, and then yeah. uh, it was called back, and then he scored again in overtime. But Noel Chari is one of those guys that uh, – he had a breakout season last year, high shooting percentage, unsustainable. But right now, because of some of those injuries in the top six, he's playing a lot. He's winning face blocking shots, hitting – points are there. I don't know how sustainable the, the point production will be, but he's doing a lot of other things for you as well. So check out ftnfantasy.com for the waiver wire rankings and the article. Let's get into today. There's seven games in the NHL. We got, uh, as we said off the top, Buffalo and Philadelphia, 17 straight losses for the Sabres. They made their first move. They traded Eric Stahl to the Canadians for a couple picks. I I'd imagine a couple more moves are coming from this team. I don't know if we'll see as big as maybe Sam Reinhart, but Taylor Hall reports that um, they want a first in return. I don't know if they're going to get that, but whew. plus 163 for the Sabres at home, 11 22 against the spread, 6 23 4. 6 23 4. The total here is 5.5 minus 190 for Philly. That's probably best case. It's going to creep up to 210, maybe. 15-18 against the spread, what do you think? I mean, it's either I don't know. We've been going against the, the Sabres on the puck line for a long long time, but but potentially Carter Hart in that tonight. That could be an advantage for the Sabres. It could be.
1: He's been bad, but <laughs> I, I'm just I'm not betting on the Buffalo Sabres to win I I don't hockey blame game. You. I don't I don't care I don't care who they're playing. They could play with against a team that has no goalie.
0: This is Come on. <laughs> well, it's bad. I don't I, know. I, I, pro- I was still questioning. Question I'm uh, still question question it too. It. Yeah. They're
1: bad. Uh, I mean, it is uninspired, terrible, rotten hockey. It's it's hard to even watch.
0: They almost won the other night. They hung around was it with the Bruins? Um, maybe this is, I don't know. Maybe this is it. I'm looking at the five, this is, five this is numbers. Is Chris Meaney saying
1: this is where they turn it around?
0: This, I don't know if they turn it around, but maybe they get a W. Like, this seems like a good matchup for them, right? Because just taking a look at the numbers, right? Yeah. We got Philly. They've allowed 4.3 goals against per 60 minutes on the They're season. Bad. Actually, in March. Okay. So this month alone, 29 days in March, 4.3 goals against per 60 minutes. That's number one. Buffalo's actually number two, 3.5. We're going to probably see Carter Hart, potentially Carter Hart in that tonight. I was looking at his 5-on-5 five five save percentage. Just even with goalies, I, I put the minimum at 500 minutes. So you got some, you got some random goalies in here. You know, it, Actually, I put the minutes at 250. So you got Aiden Hill in here, like a couple of other, like your boy Campbell, your guys, guy Campbell who just can't lose. So a couple of guys that probably shouldn't even be in here. But his 5-on-5 five five save percentage ranks 61st. 61st it's eight seven nine it's Yikes. behind well you can imagine it's behind everybody right yeah. um the only guy that's not is is curtis McAlaney. he's ranked 62nd so maybe this is a like buffalo <laughs> matt buffalo or no
2: I'm not doing no it. Dice. You can't. You can't pay me to do that. They took my money once. They took my money twice. The third time, then I'm just a jackass. So I'm just staying away. Uh, like if they are going to do it, though. It, it has to be here, right? I mean, I can't think of another team in the NHL in their division that they could easily take advantage of. I mean, right. if this if this was a regular season, there was cross division play, then yeah, you have the Tire Fire—that's Columbus—that maybe they can uh, take a game away from the Sabres, or the Sabers can take a w- game away from. But uh, I just I can't. I can't. Plus one sixty three is not enough money. Um, for the Buffalo Sabers, who've lost an absurd amount of games in a row, if it was over two hundred plus two hundred and higher, then I'd consider it. But I, I just, I can't, I can't do it at plus one sixty three. It just feels like we're trying to get cute and pretend it feels like this is the one they're due for one. I'm just uh, gonna stay away. I don't even think I'm gonna watch this game, but I'm gonna stay away.
0: Yeah, you bring up good points. It, it doesn't seem worth it. I, they should be plus two hundred. Um, but I guess Vegas is onto them because of the matchup with Carter Hart. Okay, we'll move on. They spent enough time. I thought maybe I could talk you guys into it. I thought maybe I could talk myself into it, but um, yeah, I don't want to really put my money. There there doesn't seem to be anything there from a shot prop standpoint either for me. Like there's nothing I'm, I'm totally feeling if there was uh, you know a goal score we'll get into dk in a little bit but Joel Farabee's 5-6 on dk that's underpriced. he's among the leaders in 5 on 5 goals like he is he's having a really good season he's the the volume shooter there on that line Couture at two and a half is just a little high. Uh, Taylor Hall is plus one hundred for two and a half, but he's 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 a hard guy to to really trust. Kevin Hayes two and a half. I'd actually take the under. That's probably my favorite one on DK Sportsbook. The under two and a half, but honestly, I won't I won't put it in there. There's other there's better spots. Okay, Leafs and Oilers. 22, 10, and 2 for Toronto, minus 155 on home ice, 12, and 22 against the spread. Edmonton plus 133, 17, and 18 against the spread. The total here is six and a half. The Oilers have had issues against Toronto, to say the least. Uh, Those three games in Edmonton. Edmonton hardly generated anything. And then even the other night, they were up 3-1 and Leafs had the big comeback and won in overtime. And I didn't feel like Edmonton generated a whole lot in that game either. Um, I don't know if uh, Jack Campbell is the guy for you guys. Old soupy boy. Is he going to be the one that brings the Leafs their first playoff uh, series win? I'm not sure, but I don't know if I can get behind the Oilers. Like you can hear in the back of my head, like you that little voice it's like, oh, they're due, they're due. It's not a thing. And Toronto just has their number. What do you think, Ewan?
1: Uh, they seem to have their number. Uh, I'll say, like, I mean, this is obviously a game that I'll watch closely. I watched the last one closely. Every time Connor McDavid touches the puck, I hold my breath. It's, it's yeah. insane. And anybody that says he's not the best player in the NHL is nuts. I mean, you're you're watching. I don't know what you're watching, but if you're watching him, it, it's obvious he is the best player. Um, something happens every time he's on the ice. It, it, it's crazy, but it's it is the ultimate team game. You can't do it alone. Um, I don't know. I mean, as a Maple Leafs fan, a guy, a guy that loves Jack Campbell and what he's doing, um, I don't know if I would bet against the Oilers tonight, though. I, I mean, I just, I think a really motivated, angry Connor McDavid is terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is terrifying, Matt. What are you? He's telling? mad. You watch this. I guarantee he's mad. Ah, he's got to be. He's got to be ticked Matt. off. Charles won six of eight. So it was a four, three overtime win. And then you got to go back to those three games. I was talking about six, one, three, nothing, four, nothing, one goal in three games. Right. Yep. And that was the, the stretch we talked about. It was McDavid's arguably his worst stretch of his career. And then he broke out against the flames and then beat up on the senators. And then earlier in the year, they played the four games and six and it was, it was a split, right? It was, they each took two, um, Matt, what do you think you watch this team closely?
2: Uh EY brings up a hell of a good point and Angry McDavid is the scariest thing in the NHL. We were talking about with the Sabres how the price was completely wrong. I think plus one thirty three is a nice little spot for the Oilers here. I think Jack Campbell's due for a bit of regression. As much as I want Soupy to do well, I think he's due for a bit of regression here. This game's going to be fun as hell to watch, and I feel like we say that all the time for Oilers and Leafs, and it's either, yeah, wide open, or it's the slowest game known to mankind. There is no middle ground. Um, I, I think if anything on this game, I might take Oilers plus one and a half. I don't think I have the cojones to go against the hot streaking Campbell, even do though I do think he is just due for some sort of regression. Uh, so my pick here would just be Oilers plus one and a half.
0: EY, what do you make of Campbell? Is he's? I mean, the record's there; they're perfect when he's in the net. He's six and zero. He's got the one point four eight goals against average and the nine four five Saberson. He's got two shutouts. I feel like a couple goals. He, I feel like he's looked a little shaky, which is fine. He hasn't played a whole lot of hockey. He's starting to get into a groove. But what are the? What's the chances that he starts game one of the playoffs?
2: Oh my God!
1: I I don't think that happens. I think Frederick Anderson is still their guy. I think. Um, as a Leafs fan, as a person that follows the team really close. And and, I mean, even if you don't follow this team, you know everything that's going on because they're in the the hockey hotbed of Toronto. Um, How long have we been hearing this? They need to have a backup. They need to have a backup. You know, Frederick Anderson wants to play every game, but they got to save him from himself. And he needs to be fresh for the playoffs for once. Um, This looks like that could happen for me. uh, I would just ride Campbell uh, until he gives you a reason to not do that and, and right now I mean you like the numbers that you just said like that's a that's a Vesna, that's a Vez, those are Vesna numbers I mean he's not winning the Vesna. that's not what I'm saying mm-hmm. but I mean he's playing unbelievable he's the hot hand the players love him um, I think because they know who he is and, and who he is as a goalie they they play a little more tight than they would with Anderson uh, because the trust isn't all the way there but they battle for this guy because everyone loves him. I mean, you've heard the stories everywhere and I think there's something to be said about loving the guy that's in net that and, and caring about him winning and caring about him doing well. It's, um, it's, it, it's, it's going to bond the team and it, it, it's, it's uh, going to be a galvanizing point in the Maple Leafs here and, and I'm here for it. I'm not saying that the Edmonton Oilers lose again tonight, but I'm saying I'm not betting against them. I want the Maple Leafs to win, but I do believe regression is coming for Campbell. He He's not this good,
0: I I don't think. (laughs) Matt, you didn't like that question?
2: I felt like such a poke the bear producer drew question. But I I know, I know you didn't mean it. If Campbell
0: continues on this pace, what if he can? Okay, so Anderson is out for whatever a week or so. And and if Campbell continues, then he could take a little bit longer time. But what if, what if? Anderson comes back and he does struggle. It's all I hear in Leafs media. The, the the guys who follow them are talking about Campbell being the better goalie. And they're a little hard on Anderson. I will say that they, Anderson has been really good for this team for a long time. I agree with all the points that Eric said. They need some time off. He's looked tired in the playoffs. So maybe a fresh Anderson, but he also isn't healthy and he's not playing great. So what if Campbell just goes on a run here and – they beat the Jets a couple times this week, and when Anderson comes back, he struggles. Now you have a question.
2: I think the, the last part you said is the whole key to this. If Anderson comes back and he struggles, then, yeah, I think you give the keys over to Jack. But the one thing that you have to keep in mind, too, is just with this Leafs team, it's so Jekyll and Hyde with goaltenders. When was the last time this team has ever had a competent backup goalie? years ago like a long ass time ago so if the Leafs plan is to finally let Frederick Anderson nurse this lingering injury and bring him back when he's absolutely ready then just let soup run with it and then like you said if Freddie comes back and struggles then I don't think it's much of a question then I think it's just Jack's net to lose but if he if Freddie comes back and is Freddie of old it's Freddie again it's a fresh Freddie So I think this is like a wait-and-see kind of situation. But in season-long leagues, go pick up Soupy everywhere you can if you still can. Soupy,
0: I love it. Oh, yeah, you have to, especially if you're a Frederick Anderson. Two two players with the nickname Soup on one team. Come on, guys. (laughs) I've seen Anderson dropped a couple in a couple of my leagues. I'm not in a rush to go grab him. Yeah, if you were an Anderson owner, then you got to grab Campbell. Uh, So, yeah, Toronto's won six of eight. I get, the, I get the play with the Oilers and the plus money. It does seem like a good spot for them to, to get going. And after losing that game 3-1 late. So yeah, I think we'll see an, an angry Connor for sure. Uh, Marner two and a half shots. I like it. You, using our, again, free prop shop over at FTNBets.com, You type in Marner, you can get the, the best possible odds available to you. William Hill is showing minus 128. I'm seeing DK Sportsbook here, minus 134. Marner... You know, sometimes when I think of him, I think of uh, him as a pass first guy, but he has been shooting a lot, at least three shots in eight of his past nine games. So two and a half is, is not bad there. Uh, okay. That's it for me. Uh, Pittsburgh and Islanders, the Pens have won five of seven against the Islanders and they took care of them pretty easily on Saturday as well with a couple injuries in, you know, on their team. I know the Islanders are dealing with a couple things too, but this is basically a pick em, minus one Oh eight on, on both sides, uh, 17 and 18. Pittsburgh against the spread, 22 11 and 2. Pens are playing pretty good hockey. 22 9 and 4 for the Islanders, 20 and 15 against uh, the spread, 5.5. What do you think here, EY? Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't like anything that's going on with this. I, I think the under might be the way I go if I'm feeling inclined. I mean, just how the Islanders play like I don't understand I don't see how you can get to 5.5 with uh, with the Islanders and their goaltending is unbelievable as a guy that owns both of them on on several teams I'm dominating in goal goalie positions in most of my leagues because of those two guys Um, so yeah I mean for me I'd, I'd go the under
0: yeah, I think, I think the under makes sense, especially after the Islanders just let in six against them on the weekend. Uh, Sorokin got yanked pretty early. Jari's been playing pretty good. If they go back to Jari, uh, that's not bad. You mentioned McCann. Yeah, he's been <clears throat> excuse me, on a bit of a run. I mean, he's got his points in three straight, a couple multi-point showings there. His ice time is up a bit with Malkin out of the lineup, getting some power play time. He is interesting, but I would lean with the under there as well. My, my initial feeling is that Pittsburgh just wins again. I know sometimes these, these short turnarounds, you see a a team like the Islanders would, would bounce back, but I'm looking at this penguin squad and I've just been, I've been super impressed with them lately. Um, The month of March has been, has been really good. They only have four losses and (laughs) ironically, like, two of them were against the devils for some reason uh they couldn't beat the devils they lost two of the three games in a row that they played against new jersey one was an overtime win but I, they played a buffalo a couple times so whatever but they beat the rangers a couple times they beat philly twice they they took care of the bruins four one i'm kind of feeling pittsburgh uh that top line's been good again using our prop shop it's free because rust in most spots is really juice like Minus 185, I'm seeing in some spots, but minus 161, William Hill, that's not bad. It goes high as that. You know, if you're starting to push minus 175 for Brian Russ to get three shots. It's not really my jam, but you can include him into some, some parlay, some shot prop parlays. I like him quite a bit. I like that line. They're just getting a lot of ice time, a lot of opportunity. And Rust has been, I, I, I don't know the numbers off my head. I think it's four straight games against the Islanders. He has hit that shot prop total. He had one game against New York. Uh earlier in the year we had eight shots on goal. So you look at the Islanders and you think, oh, they don't give up a whole lot, but um that line has had some success in particular. Anything to add in that game for you, EY Pittsburgh Islanders?
1: No, I, I mean for me, I'm I'm just going under. I'm staying away from that. I think it could go either way. I, I hate betting against the Islanders. Um, so well coached.
0: I know. So I don't like to bet on them when they play bad. anyways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh, I'm avoiding it, but I think if you're inclined and want to do maybe a parlay with the under, I I just don't see them getting to a 5.5, those two teams.
0: All right, let's skip ahead. Let's talk Winnipeg and Calgary. Flames minus 120, 15, 21 against the spread 16, 17, and three, five and a half. The total here, 21, 12, and two jets plus money. Again, Uh, we talked about it on Friday. We were a little hesitant. We didn't know all three of us, Matt and cam Stewart. were like, we feel like the jets should win. It's just a trap. They won, then they lost the second half of the back-to-back, but it wasn't Connor Hellebuck in net. Um, I'm going back to the Jets here, plus money. I, I still, I feel like they are the best team in the North. I think we're splitting hairs. The Leafs are right there. It's between the two. Uh, I really think that they're strong down the middle. They, they we've talked about it plenty of times, but I think they're strong in goal. I think they need to add a defenseman. I would like to see them, I, you know, honestly, as a homer, I wouldn't like to see them add a defenseman. But if you're a Jets fan and you want this team to make a run, I think they need to add a defenseman. I don't know if they're going to or not, but I'm in on them tonight. And I like the under. I expect Markstrom to be back in net. I expect Hellebuck to be back in net. Flames have played to a lot of under so far this season, and the Jets have two lately. So, give me Winnipeg plus money, and I'm leaning under. What do you think, Eric?
1: Yeah, I like that too. Um, I think that the Jets win. Um, Calgary is so up and down, even, like, with with Sutter coming in and being the coach and his comments about Goudreau and Goudreau showing up the next night. (laughs) Like, I mean, he is. He's a savage.
0: Oh, man. Did you Matt, did you see that? I, I know Eric did because he brought it up. That when was they asked him about his 500th game.
2: Absolutely wild. It needs to be better than I like. I don't it's know how so you much can show more
0: effort than like, his 499th game. Uh,
2: if you're a player on that team, I'll ask this to both of you: How do you take those comments? Do you go, "Oh, damn, we got a new guy in town," or you go, "Fuck this guy"?
0: <laughs> I oh. I think. I think a little bit of both. I think Johnny's like rolling his eyes in the back of his head, like, oh man, listen i obviously I need to be better, but I deserve a little bit more respect than that, but you know this to me, this was part of the coaching change is like tighten up a little bit defensively, but this is the last chance for this i think this core. they've had great regular seasons, they've made the playoffs, they've been bounced early. I think this is a last chance for, for Goudreau and Monaghan. Like Kachuk is fine. Elias Lindholm is great. Backlin is, is fine. They got some young players. Angie Apani is great. The defense in the back is, is fine. But Giordano is getting a little bit older. Was he 37 now? So th- it's, I don't even think it's right to say that the window is closing because I don't feel like they have the personnel and they're a legit Stanley Cup contender. But the, the window is closing for Johnny Goudreau, in a Flames jersey, wouldn't you agree, Eric? Like this is go time for sure. him. He needs to be yeah. better. And and for Sutter to he need, it's tough for it to hear that you know a new coach to come in. And it's crazy. It's super ballsy. Like you wouldn't hear a new coach like De charm is not coming into Montreal and and just. Nope throwing guys under the bus but that's he doesn't it care. He fired he doesn't him. He'll care he'll just go
1: back to his farm he does not care
0: it's awesome and there should be Stanley more like that too.
1: and it worked I mean look at Goudreau the next game he was all over all over the score sheet like sure. you know was visibly a different player I mean maybe it's what he needed to hear I mean like it's. yeah it's I, I of, think it is I've been the right? best players at every level have never been pushed and he's gonna push them and he's gonna respond or or he's not so it's, yeah. I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah. I don't know how long I would hang on to Goudreau, like in a bangers league or something like that. Like in our Fantrax league, he's making 6.7 mil. Use, in a league like that, he's useless. You can't. Yeah. I cut him this morning. All right. Uh, Colorado Anaheim, heavy, heavy favorites here. The Avs minus 315, 14 and 19 against the spread, 2 and 13 for uh, Anaheim, plus 260. Total here, six. I don't know, man. It's like. Do you even bet this I'm game because i'm not nope. i'm not betting on the docs. no nope. like and the that's the only thing worthwhile there's just no way you're betting
1: against colorado right now right like they're they're insane
0: yeah don's, yeah, going, look,
1: don's going might be the best player in the nhl right now i mean <laughs> with you know said by no one ever but it, yeah. he's crazy i mean he's They're. this is who i think we thought colorado was going to be and it took him a while to get here because of injuries or yeah. whatever it was but i feel like Everything is kind of clicking right now. And I mean, they're 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 a they're a juggernaut.
0: They are a juggernaut. Um, Don Skoy's got six goals and 10 points, two power play points in his past eight games, at least five shots on goal in three of his past four. I I mean, I wouldn't take his shot prop or anything like that, but his price on DK is 3.8. I'd imagine he's going to be a little popular. I say this all the time when the Avs are on the board. They have a 3.7 team applied total. It's the number one of any team going tonight. So, like, they're probably going to score some goals. I would imagine – I mean, it says Ryan Miller on the, ba- on the second half of the back-to-back um, – Gibson's healthy though, right? Like I would expect Gibson came back the other day, unless I missed something this morning, I would expect Gibson to start, which, yeah. Oh, he's out. I think, I think a year ago,
1: if Gibson started, like you would look at that and be like, oh man, plus 310 with Gibson starting, like it could happen, but he doesn't feel like he's the same goalie.
0: No, he has been, he has been brutal. I, yeah, he wasn't in the lineup on Sunday, but I thought maybe they're just giving him the back. Maybe he re re aggravated an injury. It actually looks like an upper body. I thought he was dealing with the lower body. So it'd be a new injury, but he was great against the blues. 33 of 34 saves the blues again, lost um, to the ducks. Oh my God. The blues. But yeah, second half of a back-to-back. Colorado sitting there after two games against Vegas. This is tough. Matt, would you, would you go puck line here? It does seem like a game they could win, like, 5-1 or
2: 5-2. It does seem like that. I think the only action I'll ever have on this is puck line for Colorado. I'm not paying the juice on that money line, not even in parlays. That's way too much there. Uh, yeah, just give me the puck line for Colorado. And I'm not even, like, slam dunk taking it to the bank kind of thing. It's just it'll be on an additional leg of parlays through the night.
0: Over/under David Backus two and a half uh, prize picks points.
2: Ooh, give me, <laughs> Guys, give me the news. under. Come on, get the
0: <laughs> under. Don't overthink this. I'm looking at points, and I would imagine we're not going to get Landeskog. Yeah, that that run was fun when Landeskog was minus one forty to get a point. He's on a heck of a point streak. He's now minus 195. Ricard Raquel, I don't think he's going to play, but if he does suit up, no points, minus 155 for Raquel. Uh, Getzlaff, minus 160, no points. Uh, this is going to be tough for Anaheim on the second of a back-to-back. I know they've hung around. they played a lot of one-goal games, I think the most out of anybody. They've really – I've been impressed with what they have and how young they are and with the goaltending that's has been really bad. I've been impressed that they've hung around most games, but, you know, if if it is indeed – philip grubauer in that eric it's hard to imagine them scoring any goals tonight or really generating a lot of offense that's why i kind yeah. of feel what the puck line with the app is is in play
1: he's been unreal and they uh during the game against vegas uh the other day they said something really interesting this is his first time he's won 20 games in a season i was like wow how is that how is that possible but yeah it's i mean it's wild but he looks he looks awesome right now um with no Frank Hoos there either. You know what I mean? Like they're they're leaning on him and he's producing, which is cool to see. I've always liked Drew Bauer.
0: McKennon's plus one forty for two points. I'm in on that. I'm feeling I'm feeling the abs here. I I haven't taken the abs a lot on the puck line because they just, they they were so underwhelming, like you said, Eric, in the first yeah. few weeks of the season. COVID ran through their team. Injuries, they're healthy, they're rolling. Yeah. I think this is the night. Like Nate is plus one forty for two points. Is doing it tonight. I'm all in on Nate. Get the, get the prize picks over and just get Nate two points. I'm gonna take him on the puck line. And Rantanen hasn't hit in two straight games. This guy had hit in 22 of 31 before the two game set against uh, Vegas. But Vegas is, you know, they're a good hockey team. They're tight. They can shut down guys, and they were obviously line matching there with Mark Stone. So they kind of held that top line in check, but. Randon on DK, there's no chance. He's he's too high. But again, prop shop, you can get him at William Hill. I got it written down here, minus 149. Like what a difference! Minus 149 compared to almost minus 200 for Randon on DK sportsbook. No no chance. uh Sharks and Wild, San Jose plus 140, 19 to 14 against the spread. Total here five and a half, 13, 16, and four. The SJ Sharkies mini, 21, 10 and one, minus 162, 17 and 15. Uh, Eric, I'm in on Minnesota. And I know they haven't scored a lot of goals lately, but uh, anytime you can play the Sharks, I think it's, you know, kind of, you know, that saying what the doctor ordered, whatever they say there. San Jose, five and five numbers are not great. They take a lot of penalties. They give up a lot of high danger chances, quality chances. They've gotten some some strong goaltending lately from Dubnik and from Jones, but... Oh man, mini does play a lot of tight games, but I will lean with them on the money line. I think you do it now because that could creep up to minus one seventy five, one eighty, and then then I'm not feeling it as much. But I looked this morning again, prop shop. I can I see minus one fifty five best price. What do you think, Eric?
1: Yeah, I like that. I, I like Minnesota. San Jose is. Man, I just I had this weird gut feeling at the start of the year, thinking like Carlson will be healthy. Him and Burns are still very effective. You know, Vlasic's there. Couture will be back and healthy. Timo Meyer should take a step forward. Um, Dubnik, I thought, I mean, he couldn't be worse than Jones was last year, I thought. Uh, but they're just, I mean, just the five-on-five five numbers alone, I'm just, yikes. And, and I love watching Minnesota. And, you know, I know a lot of people are hopping on the bandwagon, but I put uh, $10 on them to play in the Stanley Cup at the start of the year. And 10 dollars to them for to win the Stanley Cup at the start of the year, and if I get both of those bets, you may never see me again.
0: <laughs> what will you do? Will you go? I don't know. Buy you something. Go anywhere. Would uh-huh. you if buy you a new travel, leg? Buy a new leg. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, there's, there's nothing. Shot prop. I won't do it. I, Matt. I'm, a he- I'm hesitant with the Zuccarello. Plus, it's minus 177 or minus 195
2: Too on much. DK. Too much. Whoa, that's too much. Man. Zooks was our boy at like plus money and even like minus 130, minus 140. He was still our boy. Uh, to. That's too much now for Zuccarello. He's not a volume shooter. And that's one thing that you preach on this show. And one thing that I think a lot of people that have followed your picks have started to realize is you need to target volume shooters or you go after the guys like Kaprizov's at two and a half that are going to give you plus money. I, I just can't pull the trigger on Zooks.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I can't take the under because it's two. It's so tough to take an under and two. It could happen so quickly, like shot rebound or something like that. So I think we just have to stay away from him because he's been under the the two in three straight games. And yeah, until we see it, I don't think so. But Kirill is minus 143 for one point. I can get behind that. I like him one point. Um, No, he's minus 148. Sorry, Zook is minus 143 for one point. But I like uh, Kirill to uh, to get one point. All right, final game. LA and Vegas. Minus 210 for the Golden Knights, 14 and 18 against the spread. Total here, five and a half. LA 22 and 10 against the spread, plus 175. EY, I don't want to say you're Kings, but I think you've been impressed by them so far this season. Any chance of an upset here? Yeah, I,
1: I like the Kings and what, what's going on there. I think it's a really interesting team. I feel like the rebuild is definitely fully underway and, and um, I mean, they've got a lot of young, good players. It's so crazy, like how, you mean, five years ago, you're like, they're this big, heavy team and they're super slow and they play north south. And now I feel like they're almost the complete opposite of that team. And uh, I I think this happens in the NHL, like, you get slow and teams pass you by and then you're like oh we need to get speed and then everyone is drafting speed and the the scouts are are told to find players that can skate and find players that that you know have good foot speed and and can move and forecheck and all this stuff so it's 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 crazy how different they are but they're really kind of a fun team to watch there's a bunch of like uh Mm. middle of the road interesting players uh Kempe is really interesting to me Iofalo is a guy that shoots the puck a ton he's not Mm. he doesn't have a ton of like uh scoring stats to back that up but I mean you know for for shots and stuff like that keep an eye on him because he he just shoots and he's the shooter on that line and as a guy that is very little known Anze Kopitar is having an unbelievable season and no one's talking about him I mean I I guess except for me
0: and you right now yeah it does seem to just be us he's Um, he's having an unbelievable season and not like no one is even talking about him I brought that up to we, we sometimes we reference camera to Drew on this show. I brought it up to camera two, Drew about how nobody's talking about Kopitar. and he's like, What do you mean? It's all they talk about talk about. It's like classic Drew for anybody who knows this guy. But Copatar, I don't feel gets enough love. Yeah, thirty seven points is in the top ten in the NHL in scoring. I don't know. If the Kings make the playoffs, I feel like he should get some consideration for hard He's not gonna win it. I mean, it's what McDavid is doing with sixty two points is crazy yeah, it's, it's nuts. Uh, it has, to, it probably has to go to him. Uh,
1: that snuck up with me. They showed me the, the, the two tiles uh, on the game the other night between them and the beliefs. And like, I'm thinking like, man, Matthews is, he's snake been right now, but he's having this unbelievable season. He's got like 30 something points. And then you look at McDavid's he's got, he's got double, double what Matthews has <laughs> over double. I mean, it's, it's insane. He's, he's insane. It's, well, I it's just,
0: yeah, he's from another planet. He is. Yeah. Well, it's all the assists too, right? 41 assists. Yep. Um, Which leads the league. Kane is Kane is just six behind him. Yeah, I don't know. It it seems like Vegas or nothing. You gave a lot of love to the Kings there, but would you put your money on them?
1: I'm actually thinking about it in in like this kind of weird, uh, uh, just for them to win to tonight. I uh, I don't know. That's a gut thing. I, I I'm not advising anyone to do it, but I might do it.
0: I can get behind it. I mean, they they have played good. Vegas back you know home after that. Tough yep. little stint with with the Avs. Um I was surprised that flurry got both starts. I don't know. Is Robert Leonard not hundred yeah. percent or do they not trust him anymore? I was just like, I Leonard guess go, does, been does Leonard start good. tonight? Yeah, I mean I just How ready is he? Oh, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Matt, what do you say? LA? You can get him on the plus one point five minus one forty three. It's not a bad price just uh. to
2: I've been going after that LA puck line almost all year long. And you look over at their ATS record 22 and 10, it's pretty good. But I just, you know, when you have those weird ass feelings in your gut and you think the other team's just going to stomp a team. And it's not even full confidence to where I'll take the money line and just hammer units on it for the Golden Knights. I think I'll just have the Golden Knights in some parlays. But it, honest to goodness, wouldn't surprise me at all if the Kings somehow snuck this game away from the Golden Knights. The Kings just play well this year. And, I mean, you look at the division they're in, they're not playing against a bunch of slouches, only some slouches. And they hang in there with teams like the Golden Knights. Uh, and like you guys were talking about earlier, Anze Kopitar deserves a lot more respect.
0: <laughs> yeah, he does. He's he's phenomenal. Um, yeah, they've taken – Vegas has taken 3 or 4 They lost their last meeting not that long ago, March 21st. It was in L.A. It was a 3-1 win for the Kings. I watched that game. It was the – they played really well against Vegas. They They pretty much shut them down the whole game, didn't give up a whole lot. Besides the third period, a lot of shots. I think the play is Dustin Brown, two and a half shots, minus one twenty. He's Eric. He's had at least three shots in thirteen straight games. I don't understand what the the price is here. Yeah. Again, William Hill has given the the best the best odds, but even on on DK here, he's pretty nice as a guy who, again, just a volume shooter. We've talked about him so much. Loves to shoot is butt right in front. Even DK minus 129. That's not bad. But William Hill minus 120. Okay, so um, that's gonna do it from a DraftKings standpoint. Let's run. Let's run through here. Um, I assume you're in on McDavid. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna see a lot of goals there, anger McDavid or not. It's just it's been really yeah. tight. It just it feels like Edmonton and Toronto should play to those high tempo five four games. We just haven't really. I seen could just that.
1: never bring myself to pay the, that price. You mean. Uh, I for want Connor? to have Connor McDavid in my lineup, but I just, I just can't do it. I mean, it's it's it just puts you at such a disadvantage everywhere else. You're doing these dart throws on guys that that might get a point. You know, it, it, it's for me. I mean, there's just other places to go. I'm I'm not I'm not starting with Connor McDavid.
0: McDavid nine two, Matthews nine one, McKinnon eight eight, Drysdale eight four. Oh, um, uh, let me get over on center here. McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, then Crosby, Kopitar. Uh Shifley, 6'4, Couturier, 6'3. Uh Johnny T, he's been cheap. 6'2. Don't really love it though. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, 6'1, Kadru, 5'9. You go a little bit more down. You got Lindholm here, Barzell, Hayes. I, I think if there's a center to spend up for, I'm in on McKinnon. I just the second half of the back-to-back for the Ducks. And who's yeah. going to be in net for them? We're just not sure. Like as of right now, we're expecting it to be Ryan Miller. And what we said about Colorado, just all the shot attempts. It's just, it's hard to imagine them not getting 30 plus shots in this game. Right. And all those opportunities and the fact that the, the trio of, of Landry, I call them Landry, but Landis and Nate and Miko Randon, it's hard not to envision them getting 20 minutes and each of them having three or four shots on net and the power play opportunities that they could get. So I think the center that I would spend up for would be david now it's got to be it's got to be nate got to be nate for me i got to go nate um anything anything else there like where are the goals going to come from where do you where do you think on dk tonight where's the offense coming from besides color
1: i saw some interesting stuff about the um kind of um analytics on the line of Tavares, nylander and galchenyuk and he has been noticeable um I think like a lot of people were saying they need to go get another top six guy. And I think, I feel like maybe Toronto found them. They've been very good together um, and they haven't, I mean, there's not a ton of offensive points that they put up, but all their underlying numbers are really crazy strong. And tonight could be a good day to go DK with those three guys. I mean, I, I would imagine Gilchenyuk is crazy affordable, um, but having a lineup of Tavares, Nylander, and Gilchenyuk and build around that would could be a way to go.
0: Yeah, Galchenyuk is 2-6. Wayne Simmons has been getting some time on that second line, too, and on the first PP, but I, I Galchenyuk has been noticeable. I, I've i noticed him. He's gotten some points lately, too. Yeah, he's 2-6, so he's, he's fairly cheap. Uh, I think, you know, maybe a, a Stars and Scrubs sort of feel here. I got some guys written down. You know, McCann is cheap at 3-9. Um, oh. Faraby, 5-6. Landeskog at 6-6. Six six. I mean, we can move over to wing, but uh, it's still at center. Pierre-Luc Dubois, 4-4. I mean, just a part of that second line with Connor and Ealers. I don't expect a lot of goals there, but you'll save yourself a little bit of cash. We move over to wing. Dry settle is 8-4. Marner, 8-1. Patrotti, 7-9. Randon, Randon shouldn't be 7-5. Like, this guy should be, in my opinion, he should be... I don't know. Marner's real good, but he should be right up there in the AK too. Yep. Like, there's no reason for him to be seven five. And then Landeskog is six six. It's ridiculous. Like those guys are, they need to be priced up higher. They're they're just too cheap. I I'm, I'm in on them. I'm not breaking any news here. You can get different by attacking this, going with the second line. You know, Kadri is five nine. That's a great price at center. I do is super hot three, eight, but Burakoski, like everyone's going to go to Donskoy Cause you're going to see the back of the hockey card. And they're going to see all the points lately, but Burakoski is still a guy who's playing, you know, second line, second PP with Donskoy, uh, with sod. Uh, he's three, nine. A lot of those guys. And you know, Chushkin has looked good. All Colorado, man. They're just shooting the puck so much. Yost, like all of these guys are, are very affordable, get unique, get different with, with some of your lineups, but who would you spend up at wing I mean, besides Rantan, I just feel like Rantan just jumps out at me. But is there anyone else? Like, would you adjust the price?
1: I mean, when he plays, I mean, there's just no reason to not have him in your lineup. You mean, like until the price goes to where it should, I
0: mean, Rantan all day long. Let's bring in Matt here. What do you think, Matt, DK?
2: Uh, I'm gonna pay for Kyle Connor at that price at wing. I'm looking at him right now, sixty-four hundred dollars against Calgary. I'll take that. I think a lot of people will be on Mark Stone for sixty-five hundred dollars instead of getting a slice of patches at seventy-nine. Uh, just circling back over to center too. I really like what EY was saying about bringing up Gelchenyuk. I'm a big fan of that. I think if anything, I'll go JT and Gelchenyuk, And then, uh, instead of taking Mitchie, I'll go after Nathan McKinnon. I think McKinnon's going to be like the key cog to my lineups in cash and GPP.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, that's it for me. I, the stacks, I like Minnesota tonight. Uh, Kaprizov 6-2, Zook 6 Uh, A lot of their defensemen are certainly in play, but they're all underpriced. Like Dumba's 4-3, Suter's 3-8, Spurgeon's 4-5. He had a couple goals the other day. They all get time on the power play. I just think that this is a really good matchup for them maybe to score four or five goals against San Jose. I do like that second line with Connor. It's a great call. He's underpriced, Ehlers, and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Even on defense there, Josh Morrissey is 4-9. Vegas. Yes. Stone is underpriced, but Patrick, he's in a good spot. Uh, I like that as well. Edmonton and Toronto for the, you know, for the most part, I see what you guys are saying with the second line. That's the line that I would attack for the Leafs. I think they've been underpriced all year. Like William Nylander, John Tavares have been underpriced and you put Galchenik there, Wayne Simmons on the first power play save yourself a little bit of cash. And then I, you know, I have to go to Philly. You got to, I mean, Gossespear 5-1. You brought him up off the top of the show, Eric. If there is a line, it's Couturier and Faraby. But I think, you know, there is some value in Konechny at 4-9, maybe Giroux at 5-1. It is the Sabres after all. I don't know if you guys are crazy enough, but we have to say something about Buffalo because we've been ripping on Carter Hart when ripping on this Flyers team. And if Buffalo scores five goals tonight, me ticked off if i don't have one lineup with buffalo so i'm playing one yep. i'm doing it guys i'm burning money tonight taylor hall is four, six. Four, six for this guy christmas darling is three six so Crazy. those guys are super, you could, super. On, you could be on to something for sure yeah we'll see
1: you also become making a giant mistake putting any
0: money <laughs> on anything with buffalo Sabers. <laughs> i put them on my card uh what do we got matt from friday
2: uh, Friday. You went three and two on your picks. You got the Jets money line. You got the Jets under, and you got the Sharks over. You missed on the Sharks money line. Old S J Sharky. Uh St. Louis and Anaheim over. You missed on shot props. Two, for, uh, two and two there. Two for four if we're doing it my old way. You got Perron and Connor uh, nailing it for you. Ehlers and Dubois missed for you. Brings your total records to 95 wins and 64 losses on your picks. And your shot props, 33 and 7.
0: Wow. Let's start with shot props. Uh, Marner, 2.5. Ran 2.5. Again, if you're William Hill Sportsbook, 149. If you're flirting around, minus 200, i just avoid it. Maybe you can go Landeskog, 2.5, or Kadri, 2.5. I think all of those guys are definitely in play. Kadri's been hitting. Ryan Russ, two and a half, minus 161. I'd go as high as maybe minus 170, and then you just need to put him in parlays. Dustin Brown may be my favorite on the board, considering what he's done, like 13 straight games, even against Vegas a couple times. He's been doing it. He is minus 120, two and a half. Kyle Connor all day, every day, two and a half, even though he, you know, he didn't do it last time, I would still like him. Uh, I think that's basically it. I probably will have four or five more over at ftnbets.com. I'll probably get involved with maybe Marcia. So potentially Joel Farabee. Mm, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I Sometimes I like to get involved with Ealers as well. If Connor's too juiced up, I, I go Ealers. Tyson Berry is an interesting one as well. He's been hitting. I know he didn't the other day against the Leafs, but you look back, he's he's been getting a lot of ice time. A couple power plays will do it for him. So that's it for the shot props. I like the Jets in the under. I like the Abs on the puck line. I like Minnesota. I'm with you guys on Edmonton. I think you guys are on Edmonton, but you sold me on Edmonton tonight. I like that play. Another prop here: Kirill Kaprizov for a point, minus 143. Raquel, no points. Don't know if he's going to play. a good check. It'll just be voided if he's not. And then McKinnon plus 140 for two points. Eric, what's your favorite play of the night? jeez. Uh, Buffalo i'm not
1: doing that i just uh there's just no way i am just i can't i can't do it um what did i i'm trying to look at my bets here i went with
0: i think you're on the oilers
1: i am i'm not on the oil i'm not betting against angry Connor mcdavid um Winnipeg to win tonight, Calgary is, it's, it's messy. And I think Winnipeg, I don't agree with them being the best team they uh, they've needed defensemen for a year and a half and they haven't done anything to address it. The, their deep core is not strong enough for me, Um, but Winnipeg to win tonight, straight up.
0: You know what guys, this is for me. You guys don't have to do it at home. Sabres win tonight. Sabres win tonight, three, two Taylor Hall. A goal and an assist. I'm playing Here him on DK. 4.6. You okay,
2: know man. I'm clipping that and making that the social clip, right? That's fine. Okay. Sabres win tonight. <laughs> just make two. Sure.
0: Taylor Hall, two points. Last game was a Saber. Shipped out of town. 4-6 on DK. Um, whatever. All right. Enjoy. Go Sabres. We go. <laughs> From EUI, uh, Maddie Best, myself, Chris, Minnie. we'll be back on Wednesday. Have a good one.